first time you do an event is exciting and fun. The second time you're like, okay, now I've got it. And the third time you're like, this is the best. So it, it, it does get much, much better. The first time is exciting and fun, but it's also a little, uh, it's also yeah, a little scary a, and yeah, it's a little yeah, stressful absolutely. because yeah. you're wondering and worrying if you're doing, if you're doing all the right things, if people are going to have fun, mm -hmm, if they're going to sign mm -hmm, up. Mm -hmm. So there is yeah. a little bit of stress in mm -hmm. there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. How about, it's like having a party and you're worried everybody's totally going to show true. up. Welcome to the craft beer travel and adventure podcast with living a stout life. This is where we sit down with creative thinkers, on-the-road adventurers, and craft beer lovers. Your hosts, Ken and April, live, work, and travel in a 24-foot RV in search of inspiring stories around a great beer. You ready? Ready. I'm ready. Ready. Oh, ready. Okay. Yay. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like you're ready to go on a cheerleading. This is, how all Texas, our you know. this is how all our podcasts start. Yeah. So. This is, this I, you are in Texas. It's truly you know, Cheerleading capital of the world. Wait, ready? Listen. Ooh, not bad. <laughs> nice. Welcome yeah. to the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast, and we are definitely drinking some beer today. It is Seize the Wit, a Belgian wit beer that Kenny, you made this with Strange Craft. I did. And Barry. And Brian. And Brian. And Dustin. And <laughs> Ratman. And well, Mike. Well, they were the strange craft, right? Tim? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was but a strange craft. The official craft. drink of it was, Camp Carpe uh, Diem. It was a group effort. There you go. Thank you. We have plenty of beer. Okay, we're pouring beers here right now. Um, <laughs> if you guys, this is probably the perfect opportunity for you listeners to start pouring your own yes. beer. Oh, that's right. Grab a yeah. beer. Because we're actually here today talking with Barry and Deborah, our partners in crime for yes. Camp Carpe Diem. You guys have probably, if you didn't show up to it, you heard us advertising in every single podcast episode for probably like the last year. Um, but <laughs> pretty close, yeah. pretty close. So we're now here to kind of really just talk about how much fun we had. Mm -hmm. And no, I think we're here to celebrate. Do we celebrate? celebrate? Okay, cheers. Cheers to a good event. Good people. And to all the people that came, cheers. Yes. Yeah. Um, so to celebrate, but then also to kind of debrief it a little mm -hmm. bit, yeah. but mostly to debrief it so that if anybody out there wants to do their own little event or community get together, um, it's, you know, the, we're here to kind of guide. Encourage. Encourage. I like encourage better. Yeah. And give some, give some overall ideas. Yeah. 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 Because, because I don't know if do we're it. here to guide people because no. we don't really know what the hell we're don't doing. Go. Other than oh. Deb, Deb kind we of We learned a lot. Which she's doing when it comes to events. And yes, yes. Deborah, Deborah brought a lot of experience to the table. <laughs> and a lot, but uh, some experience in doing events, but yes. never doing an event with RV people. So this, you know, it's always, every event is something, you learn something new. That's yeah. right. Different events. So for those of you who have been under a rock, um, we've been we've been talking about Camp Carpe Diem for quite a while. We hosted Camp Carpe Diem, which was a basic a gathering mm -hmm. of fellow travelers mm -hmm. coming to Uray, Colorado, and to, just to get to know each other. And I like to think of it as adult camp. Yes, yeah. an adult camp. It was a fun, not for adult only kind of camp. Not one of those. Not that kind of camp. That's all. Clothes were on. Have pineapples but, um, yeah, but but definitely a camp to have fun, just to bring the kid out in you. It was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mountain biking and photography and brewery hiking. tours and hiking and... Lots of beer. Yeah, lo uh, lots of beer. Did I say beer? More beer? More beer. Uh, there were a lot, lot of beer involved. Yeah. Lots yeah. of beer. But lots that, so that was what I can think of saying is if you have an interest in something that you're excited about and you want to bring people together to do that, that Around is... Around some passions. That was mm -hmm. really yep. exactly what we did. Yeah. We really just wanted to bring people together over our shared passions. Our yeah. shared passions, but also with the intention of creating a community because one of the things the four of us being full-timers really had missed was community and I think within our own brands the virtual campground and living a stat life our whole one of our purposes has been building community around mm -hmm. those passions mm -hmm. and this yeah. was an idea of helping other RVers find their passions and other RVers who share them so that they could build their own community yeah, yeah. And I, this idea kind of prefaced or started from attending yeah. um, RV Entrepreneur, which many of you know that. it's That's more of a community gathering for entrepreneurial type minds to so like right. figure out how to make money and how to work on the road. Nomadic yeah. entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah. Actually, RVers who work on the road um, do a great job of working on the road, which yeah. means they never leave their rig. Right. right. They right. don't go and have the fun. That's the yes. work-life balance, uh, you know, that, that everyone talks about. It's really tough when you're on the road. Yeah. You, you think you it's going to be easy, but it's hard. Yeah. 
Well, so, yeah, and we weren't trying to recreate, you know, what Heath and Alyssa had already no. created right, no. with the RV Entrepreneur Summit. <laughs> I mean, they, they do a great job at that, so we don't want to just do the mm-hmm. same thing. Right. So that's why we Slightly came up with our yeah. kind yeah. of adult day mm-hmm. camp. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so it, this was our first event that we've yeah. ever really done. First Deborah, year. you were like in event planning in your corporate world, in like in your other life. life. Yes. In your former <laughs> life. Um, I've led some like outdoor camping trips and things like that. So that at least helped. Mm-hmm. But we've both actually been on the road for about three years. Mm-hmm. And so we had some sort of a idea kind of what we wanted to do and what we wanted to build. Mm-hmm. And I think for our first gathering... I think well. we nailed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe not nailed it, well, but we, well, did, we did really There's well. always room for improvement, well, but yeah. it was That's, pretty amazing. But I think now we nailed goals, it. For the goals we set, <laughs> yeah. I'd say we got to 98%. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I we, think so. It, it, went, it went so well. We got so many compliments. It was really incredible. And we didn't lose our asses. <laughs> <laughs> even better. Yeah. Even better. Even better. Even better. Yeah. Even better. No one time. got hurt. <laughs> we had a great experience with everybody, and we didn't lose our asses. I think that's all you can ask for in an event. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I think one of the, to me, one of the big, um, what do you call, outcomes? Outcome. Outcomes. Or there's some fancy corporate word yeah. for it, you know, outcome, is that it has been fun to watch the people that attend at Camp Carpe Dam continue yeah. the conversation. Yeah. That, on with each other yeah. so I think we achieved the goal of building community because I definitely think they feel connected yeah. Yeah. oh yeah I mean you see like like at the event we used WhatsApp mm-hmm. to kind of communicate things that were going Changes. on daily yeah. and stuff like that but people have stayed in that little group on WhatsApp and been shooting messages back and forth and actually some of those people have actually met up down yeah. the road, down the road. Yeah. Exactly. like on their own away really from cool the event see. people who didn't know each other before yeah. Camp Carpe Diem yep like meeting up in other states I love as that. they travel down yeah. the road. And it's like, that's really cool that, cause I mean, that's really what happened for us. Absolutely. We met at the RV entrepreneur mm-hmm. summit and we stayed in touch. And then it's like, as we traveled down the road, it's like, Hey, we're only two states apart. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <You> meet <know>? up. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Only and, two yeah. states only apart. Two stories, well, you know, and it takes a little beer, time, okay. but, but yeah, you know, we have a pretty decent little traveling community now mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. with us and, and several other friends, and it, that's something that's really, I think, beneficial to your mindset when you're on the road. It's, it's I think, really important. It's that easy to draw back away from everybody mm-hmm. and just kind of fall into your own little world sometimes, it was, I think. When we hit the road, it was one of the first things that Deborah said was, you know, the thing that she's missing is Community. all that support, friends and family back home. So, mm-hmm. you know, how do we replace that? Because they're, they're still there, but they don't get it. They don't understand. Or it's just remote life. and it's just yeah. hard to connect. Yeah, exactly. Well, and yeah. I want to go more on what you said, Deborah. Mm-hmm. is like they don't get it. It doesn't matter if you're traveling in an RV or nomad like all over the country and just traveling via Airbnbs, like flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. If you come back from a trip, even if you just went on a two-week mm-hmm. vacation and it was just something spectacular, you come back from a trip and the, you feel like you've changed mm-hmm. and you feel like everybody should notice that you've changed. Well, and you've had all these experiences yeah. and met yeah. people yeah. and yeah. tried different foods. So, yeah. yeah, and then when you come back from that, you ex- like you think everybody's going to be excited to hear about your adventures, and they really have just lived their life mm-hmm. the same way as you've mm-hmm. just lived yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for that no- that piece of it, it's I think yeah. I I don't know I struggle with that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. no, no there's, I a, do. there's a disconnect there. It's well, like people don't were... ask. Like I've just been gone for five months, and you're not asking what I did or where I was or how I was. Oh, that's open. You ask. I, I get that problem. Yes, I have the same exact reaction a lot of times. And I think it's too. It's that people that don't experience living full time in the RV think it's just all vacation, and it's certainly not. And so then mm-hmm. they really, I mean, they just want to see a pretty picture too, and that's about it. Yeah. So. It's nice to have this community of RVers that we understand each other. Whether you do it full-time or a lot of time or just some time, we at least understand the, the issues and, and can support one another and talk, talk about those things. Yep. Yeah. So that was an important part to me for Carpe Diem because not only connecting those people together, but it gave, we had one couple that this was kind of their first outing in their yeah. rig, yeah. and they were going to go off for a long time. and. There were things like he didn't know how to turn on certain electrical things or, I mean, just really having that group of people together for a while to answer questions. We even helped him figure out that they were traveling way too, too, 
too quickly. You know who you are, Stephen. Way too much in in a, in a short time. And we were like, okay, slow down. Spend a little bit more time in each of these places because you're you're going to burn yeah. out on driving. And, uh, have they really slowed down? Because watching them, they a little bit because <laughs> they're, they're still sure. no, going. I mean, they, they, they slowed took down out, to our initial pace, yes, maybe, they, <laughs> which they, was not very They slow. took out at least two stops that they were intending to okay. do. They were going to move like every three days. At least now they're like yeah. maybe every five, six days. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's part of the RV lifestyle is you figure yeah. out what you're into it for. And if you're into it to see as many places in a short time as possible, then great. Great. That's yeah. your thing. I think I tell people sometimes when they ask about advice on RVing and like getting together and just going out there in the world the first time around, they're like, what's some of the best advice you can give me? And I'm like, well, the first thing is, I'm going to tell you this, and you're not going to listen to it until you do it on your own, <laughs> right. because you just won't, is to go slow. Yes. Yeah. And and you don't. People generally are like so excited to go, like we were, and mm-hmm. we left. We moved like every two days, right. and then after less than a year of that, yeah. it was just super ecstatic to be in one spot for ten days. Right? Yeah. 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 But people generally won't mm-hmm. listen to that until they experience it on their own, yeah. and that is one thing that I liked that we did mm-hmm. when we got together with these other RVers for the first time, kind of thing. That mm-hmm. they're like, kind of listening to that mm-hmm. advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you 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 figure out. That well, I think what happens is you get on the road and you think you're only going to do this for a year or two, and so you better hurry up. And then once you do it, you think, okay, this is actually really doable. We're going to do this longer than a year, so yeah. now we can slow down. And, there's, and you find out there's so much to see. I mean, yes. if you keep up this oh pace gosh. for five years, you're going to. Burn you can spend a whole year just in one region. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah. yeah, I think we're kind of off off the top no. off topic. No, that's but, all right. But basically, with an event, kind of set your intention as to like mm-hmm. what you want to do with it. And for that, our main goal was community, mm-hmm. but building that community around the things that we loved. Yeah. And so with that, like you said, we we hit that. Mm-hmm. We um, did. We hit our intentions. Yep. And it's okay. Not going to talk about this a whole lot, but we all know what happened in 2020. Like it. People really, really needed to bring mm-hmm. that community back. Mm-hmm. But no matter what events you plan or think about planning, you're going to deal with something. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, always something. Yeah. Something that yeah. shows up that you're not expected. Right. It's like renovating a house. Mm-hmm. Something is going to show up. Yeah. Absolutely. So, unfortunately, whether it's a pandemic or something, you just have to be prepared for something that can be like, you know, mm-hmm. toss your whole entire event aside and make you wonder what the hell you're doing. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a really good point. You really have to... and. We were really blessed on this event with great weather, but you really, mm-hmm. um, yeah, when, when we were, we, we did some uh, big art events and we always had to have a rain, rain day plan and rainy day budget. And, you know, if something happens, you know, what are you going to do to pivot? You guys ran into some roadblock on a, on a particular brewery that you were hoping could accommodate mm-hmm. us, but the last minute they couldn't for whatever reason. So, um, you know, you've got to be able to, to pivot and have a have plan, a plan and all mm-hmm. that looked seamless to the people that mm-hmm. came uh, but we were sort of you know we were all focused on it and had a plan so it was it, it worked out well mm-hmm. oh so on that note I could say because we were all pretty much trying to work together behind the scenes on it nobody really had really any clue that any kind of things were going wrong not right. that anything went drastically wrong right. no. but no. that's no. another thing to remember is if you're going to plan an event try to find friends or people or business people that you really enjoy being it with and do it with them instead of just <laughs> yes. by yourself. Right. We're going to spend yeah. a lot of time together. Right. Yes, <laughs> but it's just—it's easier to have it to do it with a partner, with somebody yes. else, other right. another couple or whoever, because right. then you have different skill sets too, mm-hmm. and yeah. things that other people are better at, or someone might like better than you, mm-hmm. or yeah, like, you share yeah. the workload, you keep the energy up. You know, it's just uh, yeah, it's it's fun well, to do it we, with somebody else. We had both visited this particular area a couple times individually, mm-hmm. right. and then so we each had a good experience of the URA area knowing different things about it like mm-hmm. you guys knew a lot more about obviously the breweries and and the mountain biking and Barry had done a couple of photography things there already so it gave us uh, more interest across the board around that mm-hmm. region so we were able to pivot when we needed to add some things that maybe would have been interesting to some of the folks like we had hiking and we hadn't really we had thought we would do some hiking but um we didn't really plan it that much, mm-hmm. nor did we know what kind of shape people were in to know what kind of hiking, and you can do quite the variety in that area. But we found a couple of three yeah. hikes that people really enjoyed doing, and so that was that was pop- more popular, mm-hmm. I think, than I thought it was going to be. So, I mean, doing those things, I think, helped a lot. And mm-hmm. like to your point of having different interests being involved, then we could each bring something different to the to the group. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, and that, I think, 
kind of lends to the RV lifestyle a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Is like you have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's you part of this lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, you have to have a plan B and sometimes a plan C. Right. Know? Exactly. Um, so I think that kind of just lends itself to the flavor of the event we had mm-hmm. too, because we had all these different interests, and really the the different interests were. Not like we're trying to teach you everything about mountain biking or everything about mm-hmm. craft beer or everything about photography mm-hmm. or everything about hiking. It's Those were things to gather people around because yeah. we were trying to build that community, that traveling community. And that's kind of how you find your community mm-hmm. is find people that like the things you like. And so, yeah, I think that was a good way to build our event was around things that we wanted to do with people we wanted to do them with and people who had different strong suits than we did. Yeah, like we suck at budgeting. We're horrible <laughs> at budgeting. These guys are great. They are not. They're great, and that that just, would be where the expertise came in handy. Yeah, knowing how, to, yeah, knowing what Deb's to think about and what to budget. Yeah, like just little things like having um, having a discretionary budget for what if something goes wrong or what if we forgot something mm-hmm. or whatever rainy day mm-hmm. budget kind mm-hmm. of thing. And that's good to know that yeah, we had planned, we had factored in. Okay, we've got this much extra money in case we need to pivot Mm -hmm. and do something and it costs Mm -hmm. us some money. And then, you know, along the way, we also figured out, we learned a lot about, oh, we over budgeted here, Mm -hmm. under budgeted Mm -hmm. here, and learned how to balance these things out. But that was cool. That was a fun part of the experience for me too, though. So speaking speaking of money, Mm -hmm. um, I get, well, I mean, I I always have questions about money and how people make it. And I think one of the big questions that people might have out there is like, do I need a lot of money to start an event? No. I mean, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it depends a little bit about what you want what to do kind and of how you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I definitely. mean, you could do it on a shoestring. Yeah, and yeah. I think, I think one of the things that we could definitely do better on is working on getting a little bit more sponsors mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trying. We had some great sponsors. Yes, um, absolutely. We couldn't have done it without the sponsors we had. And I but I yeah. think that we could have done better at figuring out like what we needed from them ahead of time and how we could utilize them mm-hmm. more. And then we could have gotten more sponsors. And yeah. then that in turn like increases your budget and you can have a little bit more fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can add, there's some extras that we would have liked to have done. I think that we mm-hmm. could have had, we had a little bit more sponsorship money um, or upfront money. Um, but in general, you can put on an event like this kind of event with very little upfront money, if really none. And and then you just have to watch your budget, which we did. We had the advantage of two things, I think. One, most of the, um, because of the way we set up registration with the campground, we knew pretty early about how many people we were gonna get. And we could adjust the budget that way. We, we anticipated getting more people along the way, and we did, um, but we knew it wasn't gonna be a huge another 50 people or something and we also purposely wanted to keep it small because we were trying to build community was the number one Mm -hmm. with that number one objective Mm -hmm. of mine that then is a filter for your other decisions and so if the number one objective is to build community having it be smaller so that we could pay more attention to the people that were there I think helped us a lot for this first one. The second one can grow. We still Wait, might there's not... going to be a second one? Oh. oh. <laughs> so we'll talk about that later. Uh, if there's a second one, um, you might grow it, but you might still decide you want to keep it small. I don't know that this is the kind of event we'd ever want to be 300 people. No, if we, so, we got, we'd have yeah. to have a whole lot more help. Right. This isn't just an instructional event yeah. where we're teaching how to yeah. do and you this have speakers or that up front and, yeah. yeah we're actually out doing things mm-hmm. like with the mountain mm-hmm. biking we were out on the trails mountain right. biking and if you think about that everybody has their own equipment that doesn't cost a lot of money mm-hmm. we're actually out going to learn about photography and if you already have the equipment mm-hmm. then that doesn't cost a lot of money mm-hmm. for the people mm-hmm. who are putting the events on exactly. you know up front hiking mm-hmm. it doesn't cost a lot of money mm-hmm. yeah. if you're going out to restaurants and breweries and things like that and you're setting the intention ahead of time that this is kind of um in a d- an additional part of it mm-hmm. that people are expected to pay oh. for some of those yeah, things that doesn't cost right. yeah. a lot of money right. it just depends on how you want to do it so okay so first you set your intention mm-hmm. and then like kind of figure out the size of your group mm-hmm. and like what are your passions what do you want to do with all of that how are you going to finance that if you have to so get those sponsors if you need to um, 
on that note, be brave. Actually, it just it's not bravery. It's just like ask. Just ask. You're never going to get any chance. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're never going to get anything if you don't mm-hmm. ask. Mm-hmm. And I'll yeah, like you just said, they'll just say no and you'll be like, "Okay, thank you. Yeah. No worries." Well, and the or first they'll say, "I can't do that, but I could do this for you." Yeah, yeah that, right. we got a lot. We got a good bit of that where mm-hmm. someone wouldn't give us cash, but they would give us product to give away and that worked Which really was well. Hugely popular. Yeah. Oh, well, we gave away so much stuff from Techno mm-hmm. RV and Harvest Host and yeah, it was just uh, it was great from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be interesting this year now that we have we have more of something we could sell, so to speak. We have an event right. that we we know what the With product pictures. is. We can show pictures. We can talk to people about how excited they were. So I think it'll be uh, easier to sell this year. Well, and well, what, that's if, what I was if we were to ever do it again, yeah, is what I'm saying. <laughs> if maybe, um, but that's what I was going to say as well. Kind of dovetailing into that is that. Um, you know, this was our first event, and in any first event, it's, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. We don't mm-hmm. know exactly how many people we're going to get. We don't know if there's going to be a big upshot at the end or a bunch, or, or if we are just going to go completely flat after the first 10 people sign up or, yep. you know. So it's it's a little bit of a tough sell when you don't know exactly what you're going to have. But now that we do have one under our belt, we've got exact things. We can really... I think convey to sponsors more what the event is about and how it takes form Mm -hmm. and what are going to be things that are good for them because no, they're not going to reach a million people, but yes, they're going to get very direct attention on whatever, whatever their participation with us Mm -hmm. is. They're going to get very specific attention from a very focused group of people. So as long as they line up with our group, yeah. then it's, I think, a very good opportunity for some yeah. sponsors. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it was great because we would introduce a sponsor, say, with a giveaway or to talk about them. And it was fun to see the people that were familiar with them, because they're RVers, how much they supported and said nice things about them. Mm-hmm. That oh, then yeah. encouraged the people that didn't know them very well to be more interested in them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the sponsors really got pretty good play for a small group oh my of gosh, people. Yeah. They got really good exposure and um, an added benefit of that sort of conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I was thinking, I'm like, like we had just said, like this was our first event. So think about it this way. Generally, when people think they're going to move into an RV and start traveling, they, they're going to do it for a year. That's usually a lot of the goals. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to do it for six months mm-hmm. or one year, and then we're going to go back. Mm-hmm. And usually what happens is like, how do I figure out how to keep do this going keep longer? <laughs> and it's the same thing with an event. If you're going to go to a four-year college, for example, you're not just going to go for one year and quit. Mm-mm. You follow through the whole way. So why would you start an event for one time, learn all this, and then mm-hmm. just be like, yep, I'm done. Yeah. Right. Nah, right. dude. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, efficient. yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna the answer be efficient. is, we are going to do it again. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's from my past experience, my former life experience. Yes, absolutely. The first time you do an event is exciting and fun. The second time, you're like, okay, now I've got it. And the third time, you're like, this is the best. So it, it, it does get much, much better. Wait, the first time is exciting and fun. But it's also a little, uh, it's also yeah, a little also, scary and it's a little yeah, stressful. Absolutely. Because yeah. you're wondering and worrying if you're doing if you're doing all the right things, if people are going to have fun, mm-hmm, if they're going to sign mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. So there is right. a little bit of stress in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, how about... It's like having a party and you're worried that's everybody's totally going to show true. up. Absolutely. I'm going to liken this <laughs> to being a teacher because that's yeah. just who I was. So the yeah. first year is a lot of work. It's a lot of fun. The second year, it's actually, you're still having a lot of fun, but you can put all of those pieces together because you've learned things and you add a little bit more to it. Mm-hmm. And then that third year, it becomes almost like an expert. Like mm-hmm. you've got a few more changes that you can do. It's still a little hard, just but fine it's still just like, yeah. Yeah, I got this down. Mm-hmm. I don't know, is there going to be three years? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. We'll but see. You know, like the, there's there's yeah. that added pressure <laughs> that everyone spent money to come there. Mm-hmm. Not only the That's fee true. to join the event, but to pay the campground to stay there. And some people stayed for up to two weeks. And, you know, it was it was an investment on their part. So that put pressure on us mm-hmm. to deliver something that was fun. Well, and I think we did. I think we delivered on a lot of fronts. And, you know, we, we did. We delivered on all the different um, activities and events mm-hmm. that we had planned. And we even added some things pretty close to last minute that I think enhanced it. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of diversified the beer stuff we did instead mm-hmm. of yep. just doing brewery tours and stuff. We added beer shares and some other stuff. And, you know, we added different elements of hiking to it that I think were important for a lot of people who weren't into the mountain biking part of it or didn't want to do the photography 
or at least yep. didn't want to do photography the mm -hmm. whole time. Right. Right. You know, different things like that. And then we, you know, we did some of the kind of expected things from event with swag bag and stuff like that. But we kind of over delivered on the swag bag. <laughs> you know? We went over the top. That was, that was, was over the top. And, you know, for our event, I think we did some cool things. You know, yeah. we made this beer for the event, which I think adds a little flavor to it. You know, yeah. that this Part is a fun. beer Part we fun, brewed yeah. specifically for the event. And everybody you know, got that, one. Yeah. That Barry and I and our friend Brian and Strangecraft mm -hmm. in Denver and Malt Europe reps there um, came and we brewed this beer mm -hmm. and gave everybody one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was and really that's cool. kind of something most people didn't expect, and was kind mm -hmm. of a cool nice time, surprise, you know. So that made that reminds me of something that a piece of advice I was saying people because I know I was scared, um, you know, that we had some times where it was downtime, and I was mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, we haven't planned something for this time. Right. But that ended up being such a blessing, a because other things ran late. Or also just because people need it, some downtime. And mm -hmm. I think that's one thing. Don't be afraid of the downtime yeah. or negative space or whatever space you want to call it. That, yeah, that, that people, it is that bonding and socializing that was the number one, our yeah. number one purpose and their number one goal, really, when we did the survey, the attendees came back. And that's what they said they wanted was the socializing. So the activities are awesome, and it helped them to meet each other in smaller groups. But some of the most popular things were the beer share we did that was mm -hmm. just essentially around a campfire. And the campfires were the... Campfires were very Campfires were the highlight of yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it is those things big. that I think that we almost sometimes take for granted. Mm -hmm. But those actually are the moments mm -hmm. that adults... Those are times people, people can together. break off exactly. on their own right. with people they want to talk to. Deeper conversations. Yeah, exactly. Or like, especially for our type of event where it's a lot of RV people... Um, somebody's having an issue with something and somebody yeah. in the group knows about and it and they go them. off on their yep. own during that downtime and go, oh, take a look at it and mm -hmm. straighten it out and oh, everything's great again. Yep. 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 Or just There was some somebody that went and did some things. repair. I can't yeah. remember what they did, some shelf thing, I'm going to say. But anyway. There were all kinds of things going yeah. on there. But. So, wait, first of all, though, a lot of us, well, I still have some beer, but <laughs> we, we <laughs> need some more beer, yes. so we're going to do that. Dad needs beer. I need Tilt your glass a tiny bit. Okay, there you go. A little bit. Barry, you need a little bit more? Oh, yeah. Top me off there. <laughs> Gracias. Nada. Okay, another thing that I was going to say, though, too, is when you get the moment, and as RVers, you always don't get that moment, but you should have a little bit of a knowledge of the area that you're going to plan mm -hmm, your event mm -hmm, in. Mm -hmm. um, so at least, like you had said earlier, we do have that. Mm -hmm. And so that was one really good thing that we did. So in that kind of scope of thing, what I kind of want to talk about then with each of us is maybe something that one thing that each of us thought really went well and what could we do better? Carpet. Yeah. Okay. And so Sounds since great. I'm, yeah, you'll start because I'm not on the spot right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I uh, handled the photography part of it. And I think that the, the agenda was so hard to put together and get everything to happen in the right time. You know, the only thing that I think I would change from a photography perspective was that first social and then immediately leaving that to go do the nice. sunset photography thing um, that that made people that wanted to do the photography thing leave the social early we couldn't you know I think people were having such a nice time chatting at that thing so I, I think I would I would change that but overall the photography thing went really well um, people really enjoyed it we had some great spots to go to in your so uh, it was lovely excellent yeah and I think I would build on that and then I think at the social um, I've been reading a book called art of gathering so I've got getting gathering lots of great ideas for the next time i'll put that in the show notes excellent um but it's it's really that idea of set an intention to know why you're gathering people but one of the things it made me realize is we never did a good introduction of each other to the group to each other we introduced the four of us to everybody but you know we had a small enough group we could have absolutely done some icebreaker or something so everybody got a chance to meet each other because i do think our social events were to me the highlight. The beer social the that got added board. at the last minute was mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, so I think that was great fun. Yeah, I would say, I don't know, I'm not very unhappy with anything that happened. I thought it all went really well. Um, better than I had anticipated because I was really nervous going into it, first event, and not really being an event kind of guy, putting those kind of things on and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would say that uh, maybe 
like from our perspective, probably the beer thing is maybe we tried to plan too many beer things as far as going out to mm-hmm. places to do things. And like you said, Deb, one of the beer things that was one of the most popular things was the beer share. I think that where was Where everybody popular, brought beers yeah. in from different places that they liked and mm-hmm. just we all kind of got to try different stuff. And I think more than the beer, it was a really cool social thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That Absolutely. it opened people up to each yeah. other. Because then you were talking to people about why that was your favorite. So yeah. that was yeah. really... And that led to a lot of other a conversations. A lot of great conversations. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I think that associate that just bringing people together was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, I have to agree with all the things you guys all said. But also, I think mostly, though, the thing that we could have done a lot better was introducing people at the very, very beginning. But I think all of us were just so excited to be there that we kind yeah. of introduced, like you said, we introduced ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then we knew we had to get going. Yeah. But we were just excited to get started, so we didn't kind of think that one through. So that would definitely yeah. be different. Yeah. But the one thing that I actually really loved a lot was when you're together with groups or friends or people that you just met that you watch them, they help push you past your comfort zone. And so watching, um, you know, Renata on the bike (laughs) just a couple times and like watching her ride and we're all out riding together on the mountain bikes and knowing that I could push her just a tiny bit and then just seeing that like look of elation on her face and any and anybody else too who just pushes themselves a little bit was really kind of cool to being so. So when you're with a group of people, like you push yourself a little bit more. And so I liked that piece of it. Mm -hmm. And on the same note, when people are hanging around the campfire, when you don't know each other, you feel a little bit more like in a safe space kind of where you can talk to somebody that you don't really know. Exactly. And so like with those community gatherings, that really opened it up as well. Absolutely. So I like that yep. piece of it yep. a lot. Yep. Yeah. I think we did an excellent job. I think so. I think we did too. We had to cheers ourselves again. Had ourselves in the back. But actually, I think what helped make us do an excellent job is all of the attendees too. Oh, yeah. Like, the they attendees were, were incredible. Yeah. Well, Great group of people. It was amazing. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think we, I feel like I've, built friendships i know i've mm-hmm. like i said earlier i loved seeing that they're building relationships and it's been great so can you say something I, I was just gonna say i can't wait to do it again so <laughs> should we do it again i think we should do it again, should do it again. So, let's do it again okay. we don't have all the details ironed out yet um we do know that we are going to do it around the same time next year which would be um probably October-ish. middle of october mm-hmm. yep. uh-huh beautiful time of year and we also do know that we're going to be around the Asheville Brevard area of North Carolina yep oh you should be stoked for that yeah. the Smoky Mountains yep, yep. we're yep. still, still, beautiful scenery, still trying to nail down a specific location because yep. um, we're talking timing. to a few different people out yep. there and we've got a lot of moving parts happening already Surprisingly, um, more just happened recently. But <laughs> just block off your entire calendar no, for October because right. you don't just know just you need to head towards planning, North Carolina. Yeah, plan, so. yeah. yeah, plan on being there in October. Yeah, and, and you don't need to just to be in show up for a weekend because this is a long weekend, the mm-hmm. actual Camp Carpadium. But you know, you're, yeah. you're in an RV, you can just book wherever we end yeah. up Two, for an entire three, month. Four weeks. <laughs> be there. Stephen, come early, stay late, <laughs> come stay, stay well. But there's lots of great, there's lots of great campgrounds in that area. It's a gorgeous area. If you haven't been to that Asheville Brevard area, lots to do. You can start on the west side of the Smoky Mountains on Gatlinburg area and work your way yep. over if you want to. So more details to come. Last year. Um, we were able to open registration in January. Hopefully, it will be not too long after that, but we'll we'll get back to you as fast as we can. Although, yeah. if you really want to know what's going on and stay up to date, you can always go, and you should go, to campcarpedm.com, and you can sign up for our newsletter, yeah. and we'll keep you updated. And that is C-A-M-P-C-A-R-P-E-D-I-E-M.com. Oh, I'm glad she spelled that, Very not me. Good, yeah. <laughs> I know. She's good. I always, she tried to get me to do it once on the podcast. Uh, like, no. Back awesome. All right, well. Well, I would say also a cheers to everybody out there. Yes, yeah, yes, definitely. Yes. Cheers, yeah. thank you guys. Thanks cheers to you guys. Yeah. And thank cheers. you to those that came. And thank you to those that are thinking about coming next year. We look forward to seeing you. Yes, we can't wait to see you guys. Cheers. That was fun. Everything about Camp Carpadium was fun. I mean, obviously there was a little bit of stress in there. I think more so for me than anybody else just because we were trying to keep up on everything that we're always doing with living a stout life. So adding that on there at first seemed like something Camp Carpe Diem and the event the event itself. Oh, before it happened. Before it yeah. happened. Like yeah. before it happened when we started planning in December, January of 2019. 20... No. <laughs> when did when, we start when did planning? When did we start planning it? <laughs> 20... 2020. 
Yeah, the end of 2020, early 2021. Right. So from that point when we were starting to planning it, a lot of that seemed to be on top of everything else we were trying to do probably at the end of 2020 as well. So it was just a little bit of stress, but like really it was so much fun and it totally helped. I think I said this earlier um, when we were talking to Deborah and Barry too, that it totally helped that we partnered up with friends. Oh yeah, for because, sure. Yeah. So that was like, so the whole event was plan- fun. Like planning it was actually a lot of fun. Having the event was a blast. And then debriefing it afterwards, like privately. And then also on the podcast, like you guys just heard, was still a lot of fun. <laughs> and we made money at it. Like what the hell? I guess we're living our own true stat life. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. No, I I agree. I had a good time doing it and. And yeah, it really helps doing stuff like this with somebody that you love and you care about. And I mean, Deborah and Barry are our extended family on the road. So not just on the road, they're just our extended family. Well, they are. Yeah. Now they're just extended family, not just on the road. But um, yeah, I mean, that that's I think that's important to work with people you want to work with. Because if it was just about making money and just about finding somebody who had the, the skills to make more money or something. okay, great. You make money. But. I think a lot of us have learned, especially over the last couple of years, that life isn't all about money. But Screw it. It's, I mean, it's totally not. Enjoy what you're doing. Yes. But can I say one thing? This is one thing we also didn't mention when we were talking to Deborah and, and Barry. Um, is I remember in the very beginning when we first started thinking of this idea of planning an event together and bringing fellow RVers together and travelers together, you had said, um, well, it's, you know, it really doesn't matter if we make money. And all of us were like, wait, what? Yes, it does. <laughs> so I was let me... taken out of context right there. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I think what you meant, though, is we weren't in it to get rich off of it. No. Making money is really nice because we've all heard the thing, you know, if you can make money doing what you love, it's brilliant. Um, you know, the whole saying, if you can make money doing what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's so false. You still work. <laughs> um, but if you can make money doing what you love, it's it's brilliant. And so... Being able to make a little bit of money doing this while having all this fun is a way for us to keep doing this and to keep bringing people together and to keep building the community that the virtual campground is built off of mm-hmm. and that living a stout life is built off of. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, yeah, I don't want to lose my ass on it either because to be honest, we put a lot of time and effort and and our own money into this to make it happen. So, yeah, of course I want to make money, but at the end of the day, I'm not worried about making a bank load of money. It's just, yeah, it's enough to keep us going and keep us doing yeah. this. But but that's, okay, but here's the reason, too, like, for you guys who are um, fans who actually listen to our podcast, we know all of you love us. But, well, that's the reason, <laughs> though, why we um, ask at the end of the podcast, hey, buy us a beer. It's just a way to like gain a little bit of um, support from our listeners and our fans so that we can keep going to build this community that we want to be, keep going. Um, I guess in a way it's another form of Patreon or um, what are the other it's websites like a subscri- out there? It's Subscribing almost thing. like a subscription thing. Yeah. yeah. It's- so we don't have a subscription thing yet. Yet. Yet is a keyword. <laughs> we have been talking about that. So stay tuned. That maybe is just some kind of a, I don't know, spoiler alert or something, but look forward to that. Anyhow. But what we do takes time and effort. And we do put, honestly, we put a lot of time and effort into this. Um, And a lot of that is for ourselves, too, because we want to build this and because we enjoy it. And we love being with the people that we meet because of this business that we have. And so, yeah. Yeah. So I guess where I was going with that, too, though, is when you are planning an event, because this is supposed to be a little bit of advice and, you know, encouragement to plan your own events or try something new. But when you do that, Go into it with the mindset that it's okay to make some money. Just because you're making money at something that you love doesn't mean you're a sellout. It means you're making money at something that you love. That's a success. And so go into that with that mindset of that. I don't think we mentioned that a lot and talked about that a lot when we were talking with Deborah and Barry. And, you know, a good, a decent amount of people that were at Camp Carpe Diem were friends before we went to Camp Carpe Diem. They aren't just, not everybody there was new and had no idea who we were other than an online presence or something. But that your friends are there to support you with their dollars as well as their heart and soul, I mean, that's pretty cool, you know, that that they have that confidence in you, like they had that confidence in us. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, that's okay. It's a good thing to do because, you know, they see value in what we do. 
not and they also see value in us as people because we are friends with a lot of the people that showed up and we made a lot of cool new friends and that was a big purpose of this anyway was to make yeah. new friends and, and and to help people meet other people yeah and that was that was i mean you, we talked about it on the podcast but that was one of the most inspiring things that came out of this well and that's but, another thing too with your plan if you're planning an event or doing something new to you or however you're taking this podcast um to you is surround yourself with people that are going to support you. And well, that's yeah, what's... even if it's another business. Yeah. Um, so actually, yeah, surround yourself that people are going to support you. And that's kind of what we did, too. So we we reached out for advice from other people. Like Deborah mentioned in earlier, she talked about um, the book, The Art of Gathering. Mm -hmm. And then we actually talked with some people who we just went to a conference with for craft beer journalism, Beer Now and Zephyr Conferences. We talked to them and found out more information about how to, you know, make our event better like people it's okay like yeah. to reach out we mentioned earlier too with deborah and barry is to if when you're trying to find sponsors ask the first thing you need to do is ask that's yeah, the biggest thing you don't need to be brave just ask so we've learned that from doing this is we ask people for sponsorships or donations or in-kind you know items to give away to promote their business we ask for help we ask for advice and we expect and we surround ourselves with people that are going to support us, hopefully. And we expect the same thing from you guys. So if you need to ask, ask us. Send us an email oh, yeah, or a note sure. or a phone call or whatever. Reach out. Like We would love to help you plan something again. We This is fun. This is something that I unexpectedly think I really love. So, <laughs> Well, yeah. And, you know, we we figured a lot out with our first event. I mean, luckily we had Deb who had some good background in events. But doing something like this on our own as as a as a small group, it was um, yeah, it was really inspiring and, and a learning deal. But you know, we know we have a lot more we can learn to be even better next time because that's what we plan to do is make it even better next year. So we're enlisting people that we know. You know, ask the people you know if you made friends at with different businesses and things that you're interested in ask a lot of people aren't as secretive about everything as you think they're going to be it's funny because you th you think oh this guy made it to the top he's going to keep that proprietary information so nobody else can get there too some people are that way some people are assholes but not everybody is <laughs> you'll be surprised how many people are just good-hearted people out there that will help you achieve your dreams even though you might be roughly competition to them that's okay. But you know what, though? That's it. So what do we always say? We always say, say hi to a stranger. And the mm -hmm. other thing that you made me think of right away is... Don't be an asshole? No. Oh, what? Say, I say that sometimes. Well, the other thing you made me think <laughs> of right away is breweries. We work with breweries, and we always yeah. talk about how breweries, they're competitive, but they're also collaborative. So that's what you need to be thinking about is who can you collaborate with. And that's how we got... Camp Carbidium off the ground is because Deborah and Barry mentioned something and we mentioned something and it came together and we're like, why the hell not? And yeah, and then we just put blinders on and jumped in head first. And it and was good. We didn't splatter on the ground. So on that note, <laughs> so you don't have to fully jump in head first is one of the reasons why we we're doing this podcast. Plus, we just have fun talking. But on that note, I want to summarize kind of a very, very brief what I would maybe call event planning 101 kind of thing. So basically, it's this. Set an intention for what your event is for. Determine possible expenses. Calculate a budget, somewhat. Ask for sponsorships and donations. Ask. Uh, find presenters or experts as needed. Depends on what your event you're doing. You may or may not need that. Familiarize yourself with the area of the event, especially if you are traveling a lot or an RVer. You need to know like where you're going to be and what is about that area. Um, plan the agenda. Please don't let like your guests wonder what the hell they're doing every dang day. So have somewhat of a plan. And then on that note, too, be flexible. And when it's time for the event, please don't be like a bride on her wedding day and stress out over every tiny little thing have fun like that's the point of it is have fun and that's very important you need to let go of some of the things that aren't going to go right because not everything is going to go right because that is the world we live in and then at the end of it too when it's all done debrief talk about it figure out what you can do better and then the very most important thing though is during all those pieces that i just mentioned have a beer <laughs> so it helps you have a little bit of fun yeah because yeah. things are going to go wrong uh, in the lead up to the event 
way before anybody ever sees you. And even when you're at the event, when everybody's there, there's things going to go wrong. I mean, it doesn't mean th- it's bad wrong. It just means no, it changes. Just things made changes. I mean, we we ran into several different things in the lead up to Camp Carpe Diem. And then I don't know how much anybody there noticed. I, it didn't feel like hardly anybody noticed. But there were a few things that happened during the event that, um, you know, we just dealt with whatever cards were dealt. And um, it worked out because we were prepared to have fun and be flexible. And some things made it. You know, even though it didn't go the way you had planned, sometimes it worked out even better when it didn't go the way you planned. So you just deal with it, handle it, and move on. And most people are really happy with that. Yep. And then on that note, I mentioned um, sponsors and asking for sponsors and donations and things like that. So on that, you have to be um, conscious of who helped you out as much as you can. So even when your event's over with, Call, you know, call out your sponsors, talk about them, visit them, send them love on social media, all that stuff. So speaking of, we didn't really say much about our sponsors when we were talking with Deborah and Barry, so we want to give them a chance. We want to say that now. So we want to thank the sponsors for Camp Carpe Diem and give them a shout out. And if you guys know them, go and do the things that support them. And if you don't, look them up. Google's brilliant like that. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of great sponsors for this that did a lot of different things in different ways and honestly um barry barry's company with his partner david downs um benton downs photography was really one of our biggest sponsors of the whole event yeah and that and that made sense for them because it photography was a big element of our event so they were a wonderful sponsor and the rest that we're going to list they're not in any particular order or favorites or anything like that we just want to say hey and thank you so yeah, I just wanted to make sure we mentioned Benton Downs Photography first because they were our presenting sponsor. So I just want to say thanks to Techno RV, Harvest Host, FlexFix, Heart Tools, A Fearless Venture, Malt Europe Malting Company, Strange Craft Beer Company, um, Happy Camper Nails, and The Jump. Also, don't forget the breweries that we visited there. I didn't forget the breweries. We just, you said and I said that we were going to talk to the, about the breweries separate okay, because well, we visited a lot of breweries while we were there and they were awesome hosts to us. So a big shout out to Ure Brewery and also to Two Rascals and to Horsefly Brewing. They were all really cool. They were really cool. And those are, those are the three breweries that we went to with our guests and visited and had a good time at these different breweries. And all of them were freaking awesome hosts. Yeah, from discounts so, to free swag to free food to whatever. And, like, and brewery tours. Just gave us a great. great time. Everybody was awesome. It's yeah. what you would expect at a brewery, right? Okay. Everybody's cool. So on that note, we talked all about our event. We talked about all of you. You guys are awesome. And we talked about our great sponsors and the breweries and everything. But, you know, everything, if you're probably listening to this now as the year's winding down, unless you're listening to this way later. But uh, so we are probably now going to take, no, not probably. We are. No, probably. We are. (laughs) We're going to take a little bit of a break from the podcast just for a couple weeks so we can enjoy the holidays with our family and stuff. And so you guys can enjoy the holidays and everything. We know everybody's going nuts. So, yeah, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We'll come back on January 9th with a new episode ready for y'all. But uh, I just personally want to say thank you to everybody. And I want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and Happy Happy Holidays, holidays, whatever kind of holidays you celebrate. celebrate. Just, uh, you know, whatever you do, enjoy it with the people you love and hug them and kiss them and, you know, it's been we've had some friends with some trying times recently and i want to say best wishes to all them and don't take your family for granted and don't take your friends for granted and yeah and and also on that note too though don't take your beer and your special china and your special things that you save for special moments for granted because those special moments are only specific you don't know when those special moments will be gone so that's what i meant by that by don't take that beer so if you have a special beer drink it share it if you save it forever and ever and ever you you never know where those special moments will disappear and we're so, drinking a special so, beer so, right yeah now. i hope you like you all understood that i wasn't trying to be um superficial with that no not at all yeah it, it was just more opposite. this yeah it was just more this if you have special plates use them i don't know enjoy and, them use them on june 6th just because you want to. Okay. <laughs> or if you have a special holiday beer 
and you didn't happen to be able to open it this holiday, we'll then open it on February 29th, 28th. <laughs> St. Swinnersword Day? <laughs> yeah, because special moments can be made anytime you make them special. And I interrupted you. Were you going to say something? Oh, yes. I know what you're going to say. What? Because we are drinking a special beer Oh, we are tonight. drinking a special beer so. that we bought recently on a great, great night that we had with some amazing family and friends at a brewery of a friend who, a friend who helped teach me how to brew, Jose Quinones. He worked at a homebrew shop or owned a homebrew shop, taught me how to brew. And then he went to work at another homebrew shop and opened a brewery there called Six and Forty. So it's in Lakewood, Colorado. If you're ever in the Denver area, head out over to Lakewood and check out Six and Forty Brewing. But um, and what are we drinking from there? We are drinking a Belgian Golden Strong Ale that has been aged in Cabernet Sauvignon barrels, mm-hmm. and it's freaking fantastic. It's like it's like a beer you would expect out of some really cool places like Ale Apothecary in Bend, Oregon, or Jester King down in Texas. You know, different breweries like that that have just a little bit of funkiness to them, but not crazy funky. And, oh, it's very good. It's a great holiday beer because it is a little bit special because we bought it at a brewery that we hung out with at Friends and that we are drinking now sitting across from our little mini tree, Christmas tree in our RV. And we're sitting here talking to all of you, our friends. Yeah. So, So with that, I guess we should wrap up the year of the podcast. Yeah. But remember, we'll be back January 9th, so it's just wrapping up this year. And Podcast is coming back, the, and we're not going anywhere. We're still around. Podcast, you can still mm-hmm. check out our website, livingastartlife.com. You can still check out our YouTube channel. Oh. You can still enjoy our Instagram. You can still... And you can go listen to all those old podcast episodes that you yeah. haven't listened to yet. Yeah, you can still interact with Come us on, on Facebook. There's a lot of them. Like, all <laughs> these ways. And you can still buy us a beer. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and you can still subcri- subscribe. And you can still what? You can still subscribe you and go. you can still follow us and you can leave us a review and all those fun things. But most of all, just enjoy your holidays and enjoy each other. And we'll see you again soon. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Happy holidays. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Peace out. We'd love to hear from you. So keep the conversation going. Send us a note, share a beer recommendation or two, or just say hey. This Stout Conversation has been brought to you by livingastoutlife.com, where you can find community and resources for all your craft beer travel and adventure lifestyle needs.